right tighty um did you just say righty tighty yes <laughs> lefty loosey <laughs> i still use that literally every time we try to screw something we rate the dads 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 Okay, um, I think it is your turn to go first. Oh my gosh, okay. So, okay. Should we do the intro first? Yeah, okay. Um, hello, welcome to Rewrite the Dads. I'm Julia. I'm Daddy. And uh, we're going to give a dad a rating out of like four. Um, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know what that is. And if you haven't listened to before, go back and listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Too lazy to do it again. <laughs> I mean, it makes, it, it'll make sense when you listen to our ratings. You'll, you'll get the gist. It's fine. Okay. My turn to go first, so I'm going to go straight away. Um, I'm going to talk about um, Timothy Oliphant's character in Santa Clarita Diet, Joel Hammond, who is the husband of Sheila Hammond and the father of Abby Hammond. He also gets a pseudo sort of son on the way throughout the series, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so you start off, and they're kind of like a normal family. Um, their daughter is kind of snarky. She's a teenager like oh I want a car and he's like no we're not getting you a car kind of thing she's like you should buy mum a car and give me mum's old car he's yeah like, no classic manipulative teenager move yep mm. she's a bit of a rebel I think I think she probably would still get she gets into a bit of trouble in the series but I think she would probably still do that anyway to be honest yeah she's quite uh brave but also a bit of a danger freak she likes it she yeah likes that danger she's like boots on gonna rebel to yes. get she, my high yeah she would character. She, an activist or something anyway she get arrested for stuff she just likes to feel alive i think anyway the wife sheila becomes a zombie <laughs> yeah uh so <laughs> hard left turn hard left turn into genre um she throws up a whole bunch it's really kind of grody you can't watch this show and eat um and um uh, and then she sort of dies and then she comes back to life but she has to eat people and she's like the zombie bits are falling off of her and stuff like that they have to find ways around this and joel is kind of like Ooh, very stressed about this. Um, but he, he's like, oh, you know what, honey, I'm going to help you kill people. So they only try to kill bad people. Um, so, like, they go out and they're sexual harassers, Nazis. Like, at one point they were going to eat this guy who dates underage girls. Yeah, so, and being a zombie kind of lowers Sheila's inhibitions and makes her more impulsive. And it's a bit like Joel becomes kind of like the sort of linchpin of his whole family trying to keep everybody together and, like, herd his cats like his rebellious teenage daughter and his impulsive wife um it's like not go to jail yeah <laughs> and he, he's also kind of got that sort of slight bumbling thing to him right because yeah. he's, he's like it's you get the sense stressed. that he is not like that competent at no. something like he, yeah. i don't think this was his role before i think before this sheila was in that role whereas now he's gotta like pick up all of this slack and try and keep everybody together mm-hmm. like um in the first couple of episodes like he does, he says weed, which is, it's fine, but I mean, I think it's kind of implied that he was kind of a slacker and kind of just goes with the flow and goes along with things. Mm. He gets angry about dumb stuff, like there's slack in the knobs on the toaster oven. <laughs> just in general stuff. <laughs> it's important to understand his character. He swears but apologises. He's, he's usually he's like, oh, Sheila. Because Sheila's strong and fast now. There's bits where um, they're, they're 
gonna kill this Nazi guy. He pulls the gun on them and she's like, Sweeney, hide behind the sofa. <laughs> he's like, no, but it's so emasculating. She's like, look, if he shoots me, then I won't die. But if he shoots you, Please go behind the sofa, sweetie. And he goes off and does it. It's very funny. Um, they they have a great relationship. It's cute. Yeah, I mean, like that seems to be the main focus of the show. Yeah, really, it's not it's the like sort of relationship. Although they do have some lovely moments that I'll mention later. Um, he's slowly losing his mind. Uh, I think throughout the show, I think that the three seasons will take place within a month, which is what sh- crazy stuff happens. Um, they almost get caught a couple of times, and they worry about who will take care of Abby. Um, and they try to stop her from knowing about all the murder that they're doing. Um, uh, like, Sheila offers to leave, like, the family so um, that Abby doesn't have to deal with this. And Joel tries to keep everybody together. I put a note saying they're really bad at covering up their murder crimes. Which they are. They're really yeah. bad at does, it. Does that count as, like, a parenting point? Is it, like, if he was better at covering up his murder, he'd be a better dad because he's less likely to get caught? Or worse dad because he's doing more crimey stuff? I don't know. I think it probably be worse. I mean, they're dealing with a lot. They're juggling a lot. I think they probably should be better at it, though. Uh, she's fairly okay, but she does have, like, a wobble where she worries that Sheila's can change so much, the mum has changed so much that she doesn't love them anymore. And, like, Joel goes and has... She starts, like, skipping school because she's like, what does this matter? My life's crazy at the moment. I can't go to school. I focus on this. So he goes and, like, Talks to her in her bedroom and talking about his mom, who is kind of stressy and shouty, and how he dealt with it. And then he takes her for like a motorbike ride, like he used to, to sort out his feelings when he was a kid. Oh, I forgot that happened. And then yeah, and then they like they have a nice chat, and then they have like a freak out about Sheila being weird zombie now, and like they have like a nice hug, and it's really cute. I think that's kind of their relationship. Like I think Abby is fairly self sufficient, but she does go to her parents for comfort, and they're always willing to do it. Like they're always there for her. Um don't necessarily think that maybe they're 100% up on like controlling her guiding her through the best path in life because she's very independent but I think at that age you don't need to be so hands-on does that make sense she's like exploring who she is as a person that's true I do kind of get the sense a little bit that prior to this all happening at least with Joel he's like because he was more laid back yeah that he doesn't he's not necessarily put those boundaries in when she was younger maybe yeah that could be why but yeah maybe I think she'd be quite good I think, mm. I think they're both good. Put some other stuff down. Uh, oh yes. She gets very stressed about stuff. I think it's just that her, because her parents are getting away with murder and literally getting away <laughs> with murder. She's like, there's no consequences to anything I do, which is bad. Like, that I fully admit. Yeah. She blows up like a fracking yeah, site that. or something. Um, oh, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty big step. That's not exactly rebellious teenager and that's more no. just like crime. It's like crime. A, it's like, hardcore crime I don't think that should be encouraged at all I think that gets the FBI involved and stuff and she just makes things worse for her family like mm. now there's more police presence um, she takes Ab- she takes Joel's old motorcycle this is when she finds the body in the freezer and realises that her parents have lied to her about their mum still needing to eat people which I mean they lied to her so she took the motorcycle and then took a jacket that said Pussy magnet or something, and then gets called by the police, which is kind of funny. Um, so, I mean, she is rebellious. And they do try to punish Abby, like regular parents, like they ground her and they take away her phone, but it usually backfires, like, or she ignores them. Like, there's a bit mm. where she's like, why didn't you ring us? She's like, you took my phone away. And he's like, could have used a landline. It's like, do you know what my number is? And they're like, no. <laughs> 
because everybody's just trying to do their best in this show, even mm. the parents. Um, they think they are really going to get caught. They want to leave Abby with a relative, um, but she gets really mad at them and wants to stay with them. So I think it shows that they're a nice close family. And when it's first kicking off, like I think it's the second night after she catches them trying to bury a body in the desert without a lid because Sheila lost the lid to the box. Um, she goes in and sleeps with them for the night for like comfort and stuff. Mm. Um, there's also another bit which is where Joel uh, wants to join the Knights of Serbia, which is like this anti-zombie task force. Kind of ancient, um, I don't know, ancient brotherhood of yeah people. I mean, it's probably not just men. I think it's not just men. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, uh, be, um, who go out and try and kill zombies. And um, he doesn't want to join because Abby would have to be his heir and have to take over if he dies. And he doesn't want to put her in danger. But she convinces him to do it. Mostly, I think, because she wants to join because she wants all the cool swords she wants to, and she all wants the knives. To, yeah, she wants to stab people with cool knives and stuff. Um, Abby's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> At this point, she has met several zombies who still have personalities and are quite nice people. But she's still like, yeah, I'm up for killing them. Like, this might be affecting you a little bit, Abby. Losing track of right and wrong a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think, she, yeah, but she loves danger. Uh, Chris, Principal Novak's kind of mean to Abby, and both of her parents are going to go off at him for this. Or like Joel's her teacher. Yeah, the principal. Joel doesn't as much, because I think he's playing them, he's trying to, they're trying to get information out of him, because he speaks Serbian or something. Would, it's making him mad, but he's like, I need something out of this guy. <sighs> yeah, he's definitely better at doing the, uh, I'm going to pretend to, to like you. She can't to do, do something. that anymore, so he's having to take all of that slack. I mean, um, he's not great at it, no. but he's better than Sheila. Um, okay, so then the other dads, um, we've got Eric's stepdad, Dan, who I put down. Oh, wait, so for Joel, I put Valid. He's under a lot of pressure, and he's still making the effort to, like, I think that, like, his dadding ability is good. I feel like the circumstances are maybe not great for Abby, in that she is, yeah. like, slowly losing all obedience of the law and stuff like that she thinks there is any consequences but that's not i don't feel her fault yeah i, I think <laughs> joel does the best job he can yeah. and all of the stuff that goes wrong all comes from the fact that sheila is a zombie which he had no influence no, over it just happens i think he's doing the best that he can <laughs> like he is i don't know what he's trying to do um He's just go up to a hill in the snowstorm or something yeah he's no he's he's keeping all, a bunch of plates in the air like yeah, yeah. yeah he's and but he's not very good at predicting what doing something with one will cause for the other. He's under a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy, like, the pictures of, like, him getting more and more stressed and his hair's getting longer and longer and he's, like, getting more of a beard. And, like, it's like... <gasps> they make a real effort to make mm. him look more, like, stressed the fuck out yeah. as the series goes on. Anyway, okay, back to Eric and Dan. I put him as a just no because he's weird, controlling, creepy, and aggressive and a bully. Um, he doesn't, he thinks Eric's is a weak little nerd boy and doesn't respect his interests. Um, mm. And Eric hates him. He doesn't let Eric use his car kind of thing. He's very, like, weird and controlling. He doesn't blink. Yeah. Yeah, super aggressive and suspicious. Uh, don't like him. He's not a good dad. I don't think he's good for Eric at all. No. And then my <laughs> dog kills him. <laughs> Spoilers. Murder. 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 Um, uh, uh, he kind of 
uh, as the series progresses, Joel kind of like steps in and like takes over as Eric's kind of surrogate dad, which is really good. Like he kind of nurtures his interest. Like mm. he takes him to this weird online crypto forum thing yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and they're like, and, and, and um, like, like a, like, um, oh, what's it called? Comic-Con? Yeah. Well, it's, it's that, a convention. convention but it's not, yeah. yeah. But it's not, it's, um, yeah. It's like weird paranormal people who think ghosts are real. Yeah. He does tease him a little bit, but like, he, um, he's just like, what are you, Eric, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's more like bafflement. Mm. But it's, it's but also. He makes an effort. To... He does make an effort. He also is kind of using Eric for his knowledge of all of this That's stuff. True. But I like, think it's kind of like worming, he's wormed his way into Joel's heart a yeah. little bit by the end of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. they're, they're, but they're, I feel like their relationship is more like friends, except with, like, a really weird age difference. I think I think Eric certainly thinks of him as his dad. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know That's if Joel Eric's is projecting. trying to, yeah, I think this is Eric projecting. So, I mean, I think we could slightly allow it. Mm. I think Joel is a good influence on him because he makes, he teaches Eric not to worry about dumb stuff. Mm. Yeah. And he shows that, like, people will care about him. Yeah. Other than, I guess, like, Abby and his mom. Yeah. But he's got stuff to it's like, offer. Okay, why are you worried about this? Like, just go up and talk to somebody. Why are you being such an anxious weirdo? They're not going to bite you. And he's like, ah, and then he does it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Pushes them outside of his comfort zone a little bit. And then there is one last set of parents, which are Chris and Krista. I can't remember their last name or the name of their child, but I remember oh, yeah. that they're a shit. So we'll say maybe just... <laughs> yeah, we'll just go just for <laughs> Yeah, they're horrible people. Like, they are, like, that's their whole character arc is just... These are horrible people just to get in Joel and Sheila's face. They're just, just make I mean, Joel they're not even horrible people, but they're certainly on the other side of Joel and Sheila's life, thwarting them. Yeah. And making them... But they're, they're very petty. They are very so petty. that's what I would go with. But then I guess Joel and Sheila are kind of petty, too. They're very petty. And also they murder people. So who are they to judge? <laughs> that is true. Okay. Uh, so that's it. I'm done. Yay. You should watch Santa Clarita Diet, even though it is finished. Oh, it's cancelled on Netflix, but it is amazing. Yeah, they only did three seasons, and I, I'm constantly baffled by why they cancelled it, because it was pretty good. It's, I mean, it's, it's one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. Some of the, wait, let me just, let me, there's, there's a funny line that I wrote down that I want to say. Where is it? Why does everybody want to find meaning in their lives? Like, whatever happened to just getting through the day? That's Joel having. <laughs> That's his character. That's I'm pretty sure. <laughs> let me get through this day. Anyway, do it. Right, yeah, so I'm doing um, Hit the Top which is a Korean drama, or K-drama, um, which is also on Netflix, so you guys can watch it. And before we get into this, I kind of need to give you guys a little bit of background, because it's a really weird kind of show, it's really weird show. setup. Um, and it, it sort of exemplifies a lot of the stuff that I really like about K-dramas, and there's still a lot of stuff that I also find really frustrating. I just couldn't get past this one thing, and it <laughs> ruined it for me, but yeah. it's like... Yeah, well, we, we tend to watch quite a few of them. Um, so yeah, so what I, I quite like about K-dramas is that they always, um, have this sort of, like blending of like a bunch of different genres. It's not like in kind of a lot of British American TV where either it's something serious, like it's like a thriller or like a detective drama, or it's something comedic or it's something like fantasy or science fiction, like yeah. where everything's separate. It's more, you, anything goes really, you can kind of put in something weird and wacky and then also just have like normal kind of drama stuff with like romances or like mysteries to solve and that kind of stuff also they're kind of a fixed run at least the ones we watch Mm-mm. where they end after like 20 episodes yeah maybe it's about. just a season and then it's done so they they don't have a the same sort of thing that you have with like santa Clarita die for instance like they finished it after three seasons because they cancelled it but nothing was really wrapped up that much 
Like some of it was stuff was up. developed and like wrapped up in other things, but they also like opened up new stuff. Yeah, and then because it, they didn't get it renewed, then they just had like loose plot threads. That doesn't really happen with K dramas, which I think I, is a really big strength of them. Mm. Um, you get a complete arc. Yeah. So this this one here is it's called Hit the Top, um, and it's about uh, basically about this kid Lee Ji Hoon. Um, I'm gonna pronounce all the names wrong. I'm sorry, people. Mm-hmm. Please tell me that I'm doing things wrong. Um, who is the son of um, two uh, pop stars from the 90s, two Korean pop stars, um, Yoo Hyun-jae and uh, Hong Boo-hee. And, but he's being raised by the uh, manager of Hyun-jae and who's kind of sort of got together with his mom um, because his dad, his like real biological dad, went missing in 1994. Before he was born. And, and also, he didn't presumed, marry his mum. He so didn't marry his a single mom. mother. <gasps> gasp! They gasp, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's kind of presumed dead. And so that's kind of like the setup. Um, he's also got um, a friend that's living with him called MC Trill. Do you even know what his proper name is? <laughs> I don't know what Trill's name is, no. Um, and they are both trying to become like Korean idols, like pop stars. Um, against the wishes of Gwang Jae, who kind of wants him to stay out of that, like stay out of his parents' world, because I guess he saw how it affected them, mm-hmm. and it, he wanted to have, have like a reliable job. So he's pretending that he's studying for the Secret Service. Not Secret no. Service. <laughs> the Civil Service. Civil Service. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be an entirely different show. That would be a very different show. Um, and he's also got his childhood friend, uh, Choi Yoo Sung. Um, who is, uh, like, she's or she's actually studying for the civil service entrance exam, um, and he's kind of in love with her, and that's kind of like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, the setup, and then this is where it gets weird, and they're like, we're just going to just do some random other weird genre stuff and just bring it in. So we flash back to 1993. Um, before Ji-hoon is conceived. conceived. Like, conceived. Yeah, before, before he's conceived. And um, there's... Hyunjae, who's like, you know, still like at the height of his Maybe fame. He's supposed and he's to be just... 23 as well. They're the same age. So yeah. Dad and son. Yeah. And he's um, just taken a bunch of money that was supposed to kind of go to his management company and like run off with it. They got like first place or something. Yeah. In the chart. And so he's run off with all the money. Yeah. Um, and then he, a storm comes in and he like surfs down a flight of stairs on a sign by accident yeah. and then travels forward in time by 20 years. Or, like, more than that, to 2017, yeah. when his kid is 23 and, like, has to pretend that he's not his dad slash not also from the past. And he pretends that he's got amnesia. Yeah. Because they almost he gets hit, hit by a car. Yeah. You don't think he actually gets hit by the car? Because he just, like, slides out he from He just slides the, out front and they stop. But they think they hit him. Yeah. And, um, and so it's all, like, the kind of crazy shenanigans of Hyun uh, figuring out that Ji Hoonis is, like, future son yeah and Ji-hoon also figuring that out but like in reverse because they, he doesn't talk about it doesn't tell him once he's figured that out no I mean, they don't just tell him not to I mean they just like they don't they don't talk about it enough on the show how <laughs> weird this is yeah nobody <laughs> yeah this is so this is the frustrating thing right with a lot of Korean dramas they like do this like kind of strange and unusual setup that you think oh this is interesting, this is interesting. and then it, they like don't pay off about 50% of all the cool kind of the cool implications yeah or they just don't delve into it deep enough because this turns this show turns into a romance between 
Meet you and sort of real biological dad, but not yet. From I mean, the past. I mean, the spoilers because he's not even the one that conceives him because it's almost like there's a copy of him that goes into the future, but there's still one that stays there. Yeah, because he goes back to the past at the, near the end of the season, mm. and then he talks to his past Other. future self. Yeah, it's very difficult. Well, to from nineteen ninety four, and tells him all about his son. Yeah, so there's still there's still a this it's. I, it's baffling. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, if he went to the future, how did... did He's like a photocopy of his dad from before. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, anyway, so... Um, but yeah, so... The, yeah, it turns into a romance between Pin Jay, the not-a-dad dad, and... Jihoon's, like, childhood best friend and the person he's had a crush on for ages. Yeah. It's really awkward. You're like... Your son likes her... Yeah, maybe you should not do this. Yeah, he's yep. looking at pictures of his son and this and her as a child together. He's like, oh, so she's so cute. Like, can you like? That's also your kid, anyway. And then yeah. I lie down. I think I shouted so hard I popped my eardrums. Yes, like you know. yeah. So I the stuff oh. that I kind of enjoyed about it was like all of the the weirdness of this family dynamic, but they just don't they don't focus on it enough. They don't. So um, I guess so we're gonna kind of. Right, Hyunjae, even though he's technically not really Jihoon's dad, because this was the rate the other one as well. Yeah, and we're going to rate Gwangjae, who is the guy that raised him um, with Buhi and like kind of took over responsibility after Hyunjae kind of went missing. I thought the rate her dad, but I mean, we could straight away say just no, because he banned her. Yeah, I mean, there's not really anything to say there. Yeah, for a weird bit in the middle, I thought Hyunjae might also be uh, Choi Yusung's dad, and I was like, oh no, don't flirt with her, she might be your daughter. Yeah, that was a weird bit, we were like, you shouldn't do that, because we don't know who her dad is. is. Yeah, and she's the same age as your son, and her mom was your son's mom's stylist, or like hairdresser or something. Yeah, so, I mean... Possible. It's possible. You said it didn't seem like that great of a guy in the past, that seems like the kind of thing you might have done. I don't know. But when we went back to it in the car, he seemed like an all right boy. Sad. He made a lot of bad decisions, though. He, like, took all that money, and it didn't tell people about what was going on with his life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was sick, so he died, but he didn't tell anybody that he was going to die. So they all were just like, he went missing. Where is he? Yeah, no, that was really sad. I think they kind of implied that he killed himself, but you don't. Don't get one hundred percent confirmation of that. One hundred percent confirmation. No, we don't know what happened. We no, still know. Like they kind of allude to it a little bit. They're like, "What happened to him?" It's like, I don't know. I mean, what happened to the other version of you that was in nineteen ninety four, ninety version, nineteen ninety three version that came back to the future? He's like, I don't know. And you're like, it would be nice to know. It would be nice to have that all rounded off. Anyway, yeah. But back to it. Yeah. So I I think Hyun Jae is not. I I don't think we can rate him as a. Uh, that easily because he doesn't do that much dadding but he doesn't do a lot of stuff that I feel like is is a bit just no like he knows he's Jihoon's dad and yet he still does like a a kind of a bunch of stuff that's a bit not necessarily antagonistic but like against his interests like he starts like flirting and dating the girl that he's into I don't think he's aware of that but I'm not sure that's intentional Mm. but that being said unintentional behavior is still bad yeah he does push him to like like, think about if he actually wants to be a pop star mm. and why he wants to do it and writing his own songs and stuff like that and to go after his dreams, which is good. But also, I feel like he's just saying that because that, that's what somebody would tell him at that point in his life. Yeah. And that's what he wanted somebody to tell him. Yeah, he's, he's projecting he's quite project- a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think a little bit because he's angry with 
uh, Grang Jay, yeah. who's trying to stop Kihan from doing that. Yeah. Um, I guess, and kind of maybe like a little bit jealous of him, even though Grang Jay is like thinks that he's kind of ordered, like he himself is ordinary, and Kihan Jay is like this really talented star that everybody loved. Maybe, yeah. Mm. I think he kind of, um, yeah. I think so. I think people like Grand J. I think he's got like lots of friends and people around mm. him that care about him. Yeah. Like he seems to know everybody in industry can go out and ask for favors. Whereas yeah. Hung J I um isolated himself and pushed everybody away. Yeah, I didn't really have that many friends. Um I mean he gets, it gets better towards the end. Like once they both know and it's clear that Ji Hyun knows Hyun Jay was his dad, um, and that he's come back from the past. Weird. Um, like they have some reasonably okay talks and he buys him present um, he used to go camping with him and he's like i don't want to do that and then they kind of have a fairly fun time he brings a drill instead of which is funny <laughs> he brings drills instead of a camping stove <laughs> uh, they do like sort of shots to mc drill being like somebody talking about me yeah. anyway it's funny that's that's possibly the funniest moment in the entire show <laughs> Or the bit where he's the drill is now working in that like uh, like the warehouse that warehouse and somebody's like what's your name is like drill is like do you does somebody need a drill <laughs> it's like this other guy turns around is like that's the funniest that's I that was maybe the funniest bit of this yeah drill drill is the comic relief character and oh, he does God. a pretty good job of that anyway back um, to the dog I'm sorry yeah um but he's yeah he's also not really very open and honest. At least throughout the most, the majority of it. And he, because of his choices in their past, has put them in a really bad position because he took all that money. They are, like, not exactly poor, but they are going to maybe lose their building. They're in a lot of debt. Yeah, they're in a lot of debt. um, Because the building that they live in is also, like, used to be the office for the, like, um, management promotion company. Um, but now it's like kind of like their house and it's also got like this bakery business, it's kind of like a side business and still is like they're still managing two um, singers who are just kind of like, I guess they kind of play as like Z-list stars and like not yeah. very famous. Um, and so, and they're like constantly trying to get all this like debt paid off or like find new opportunities or like persuade people to do stuff with them and they can't really do the stuff they want. Mm. So, I don't know, like... He's overall, I would say, not a positive influence. Even though a lot, it's not necessarily because he's trying to do bad things, but just because he doesn't take it seriously, he doesn't take other people like problems no. seriously, or he doesn't kind of see things beyond himself. He quite has a lot. He's developed a better emotional connection with the girl than with his child. Yeah. He doesn't try to make much of an emotional no. connection with his child until right at the very end. Like, does he tell her about his dead parents, but not? kid yeah i think so yeah yeah so i don't know would you say what would you say for this maybe put just no he's not putting any huge amount of effort yeah i'd say that as well i mean it's either just no or flatliner because it's like it's almost like he's not doing any parenting but then he's not really he's not he's not trying to do parenting it's not that we're not seeing it it's just that yeah like like if it'd been 1994 version from what you see in that bit, that's also very good. Mm-hmm. Where they're taught, where the 1993 version is talking to the 1994 version, he's asking about his son. So, yeah, like I think he would have been invested. He would have cared. Yeah, he would have like wanted to know. Yeah, he would have mm-hmm. wanted to know and have more like an influence in his kid's life and like mm-hmm. help guide him and stuff. But I don't think I, just, I think 1993 version just doesn't have that connection to him. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing, really, because like that I think was like the juicy, interesting. 
Yeah. It's really interesting, babe. Yeah. It's like, what if you meet your dad before they're your dad? Yeah. I don't want to, but mm. yeah, they didn't. They didn't do enough of that kind of stuff. But there we go. That's just me complaining about things. Um, let's rate Grand Jay as well because I think he's great. He is great. So he's um, I guess kind of Jihoon's like sort of adoptive father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets his, birth, he gets really. his name put down on the birth certificate to protect Buhi because she kind of lost her pop idol role because of her like it was a scandal scandalous relationship um and so she was gonna like have to i guess move away from seoul and go back home yeah um and he was like no stay here with me and i'll look after you because he's kind of like in love with her mm-hmm. um but that meant she couldn't really be yuji who's mom yeah not properly because um they weren't married and so it would have also been scandalous yeah. as well so he's kind of taking on the, the role of parent pretty much exclusively. Yeah. Which I think is really sad. We also don't really get that resolved with, like, Buhi, like, no. getting to be, take more of a role or anything like that. You you see her doing little bits, but it's very much in the background. She takes over with the little girl. Yeah. Malsuk, yeah. At the end, like, she gets to be alone to her at the end, but still. It still is quite sad. Yeah, she um, doesn't resolve that with Juhi. Yeah, and so, going to is kind of, like, the, the main thing that he does that's kind of, like, I guess, a mistake is that he's really pushing Juhi to not try to, to follow his dream and be an idol and yeah. to do this um, kind of more serious civil servant job. And Jihoon basically resorts to lying to him and pretending that he's studying for it um, and then goes to the, the idol training. And he's been doing that for like, it's like three years or something? Three it? years, yeah. In, in the show. So he's been lying about it for like three years. Um, so clearly there's some kind of indication there that like this one thing is a big deal between them and they also, haven't resolved it for a really long time. They It seems to be that he was trying to get signed in high school but Gwang Jae kept going and like telling them not to do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah, because he really didn't want him to get involved in that. Um, and not, you know, maybe letting go of control a little bit, letting Jihoon kind of spread his wings. Yeah. Um, but throughout the show, you see that he is like a really good dad. He's like, Really looks after Jihoon. He's kind of... see him for lunch. Yeah. He's always trying to, like, spend time with him. Mm. And so Jihoon has to, like, run around the city and pretend that, oh, yeah, I'm just... I was just doing dance practice. This is why I'm really out of breath or whatever that he does. Oh, no, yeah. He's like, like, oh, I just came up the stairs. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And it's all really awkward. Yeah. Um, And he also has this really nice talk with him kind of towards the end. And they get to kind of hash out a few things once he, you know, all comes out that Jihoon was trying to an idol and then he offers to be his manager and she shouldn't take he should go with a big one but whatever <laughs> yeah he gets Jihoon gets this offer from this like massive entertainment company and he's like no I'm gonna do it with my dad and we were both sitting on the side for being like why are you throwing away this golden opportunity why? you fuck with <laughs> um I mean that was a bit harsh but still uh, it was just not the logical decision to make I don't and they have to go and steal MJ from the other agency so that they can get a loan so they can set it up. That yes. is great, though. MJ is great. Yeah, MJ is, like, this, like the famous singer. Um, who, uh, it doesn't really seem to have oh. a role other than to get stolen right at the very end. He's just there. He's just also there comic to, relief as he's well. He's there to look pretty and be entertaining. Yeah. Um, but also, like, uh, he always says, like, you're not my dad. Mm. Or, he's not my dad. Grand Jay is my dad. Yeah, yeah. He's very clear on that. Like, Grand Jay's looked after you. him. He doesn't need Sinjay. He doesn't need any of, like, the stuff from his past. Yeah. So, they're, they're quite sweet together, yeah. I think. So, I would say Grand Jay is valid, apart from the whole, like, don't be an idol thing. But, but by the, the end of the show, we're, like, beyond that. And yeah, I think that's that. pretty common for people in show business to be, like, you don't want to have this job. It's yeah. terrible. 
Anyway, so yeah, I think he's valid. Cool. Also, watch lots of K-dramas because they're great. So that's the end. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can email us. We write the dads at gmail.com and we've also got Twitter. At we write the dads. Recently because my phone is broken. It's all right. I've been on it. Okay, good. I mean, all I've been doing is like liking pictures of Grayson Cats. <laughs> I have not been reblogging the shots. Oh! Also, this is a call out for my dad. You haven't left a review yet, and Julia's dad has. Please do one. Yes. Bye, guys.